This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. No music. Who needs it? Oh, there it is. Don't rush Lemieux, man. Lemieux's working. (laughs) I like the uh, the awesome prod. Welcome back. Happy New Year to all of you uh, listening and watching out there for us. Hello. Happy New Year. Uh, We are back, but this time with True Detective, the highly, highly, highly anticipated show, not only from all the critics, but all of us and all those people listening and watching. And we just saw it, and we loved it. Right? Yeah. I think that's a fair thing. Yeah, that's fair. We loved it. Uh, I'm here. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm here, as always, with our same lovely crew, starting with the lovely Joe Sanflippo. Nice to see you guys. And nice to see you, Joe Braz. Oh, thank you, sir. Nice to see you, Julia Keerley. Nice to see you, Joe Flippo. Nando's here, too. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. And also to my right, the lovely Nando Braz. And it begins. Thank you very much. Nice How to see you? you, Julia. Nice to see you, Nice Nando. to see you, Braz. Well. Nice to be seen, sir. And hey, Lemieux. Thanks for there being here. There he goes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> right. And also we're joined by Julia Keerley, who is loveliest of all. Oh, the things you say. It's nice to see everybody. Yes. Every last one. Oh, we don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. I understand. (laughs) Kindergarten rules in full effect. And happy New Year, guys. Yes, glad to be back. Uh, Steve Lemieux back there on the ones and twos, help doing doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And um, we're back. I'm excited. Um, We got a bunch of new shows we're doing, but this is the uh, the first of this show, True Detective. Uh, and I don't know, like, we, we, we just watched it. It was a slow burn. Mm. It was mm-hmm. a, it's a, like, it's a like delicious a, burn. Well, it's like a nice, big, lovely cigar. Just a nice, you know, slow, uh, intoxicating, you know, mm. wonderful mm. experience. Something you could savor. Yes. I was going to say it was kind of like a like slow cooked barbecue. Yes. Ooh, nice. Joe, what show? Uh, I thought it was terrific. Um, I really love, we've talked about this so many times, um, because mm-hmm. we, 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 we're living in, in what I think is the golden age of television, but I've been told repeatedly by the academic people that post, this is the post golden age. age of television. Yes. Um, I love that there is a comfort with these guys that they're going to go, you know what? We're going to take the whole first episode and we're going to go low and slow 
and we're going to let you get we're going to let you get in deep with everybody. We're going to take our time. Mm-hmm. We're not going to rush. We're not going to jump in anything crazy. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any violence. There wasn't anything. There was no outbursts. We saw post violence, but we didn't see. There was nothing to to quote unquote grab our attention. This was they took for granted. They had an audience built in, and they said, you know, we're going to go slow. We're going to take our time, and we're going to get you guys comfortable with these characters and let you know what's going on, nice and easy. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. I think that was sort of the. The, the mission statement. I mean, beyond even knowing, you know, maybe before it was even cast, like, it's just that the mission statement of this was, we want to do a, a good old-fashioned slow-burn detective show that's going to focus on the characters, you know, and then really focus on the characters first and then get into the mystery, unravel the mystery of it really slowly as we go. Like, so many procedurals are about the crime and the sensationalism and or the action or the explosion, and this is really about the characters and the atmosphere and then letting us sort of, like, slow-burn you know, that was sort of the mission statement, I guess, that they started out with. And um, uh, Nick Nick Pizzolato. Pizzolato. Nick, Nick Pizzolato uh, started out with. And uh, it seems that he's done that. Now, we're, I think we're lucky and very, very uh, happy that he cast uh, real-life best friends, uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, to to play opposite each other because they are perfect for this sort of sl- southern drama. I mean, I, uh, I've... I've- I've been really highly anticipating this show, as right. you know, as we've talked about, um, because I am just huge fans of, of both these actors, all these actors, actually, who've, who, who, who were cast. Um, but like I said, I've been really looking forward to it, and it absolutely has lived up to what I was hoping it would be. Um, I, I thought the slow burn, as you said, is, is right on the money. Um, character development in this is, is turning out to be extremely key, especially when you're looking at uh, uh, McConaughey's character. Um, for example, that you're kind of getting two versions of him. So to our, our job right now is to bridge the gap in between both those versions of, of his character. I'm also loving the style of this. I'm mm-hmm. loving the atmosphere. And I am absolutely loving the unglamorousness in the way that they're painting this world. Right. The town. I feel like the town is playing a character as well. This this ghostly town. How do you put it? He says the town looks like someone's memory of a place. Yeah. One of a thousand fantastically beautifully written uh, lines here. Like, what, what, did you, what, did you, what are your first quick impressions of this? I, I just like everyone else. I I loved it. It's a perfect slow burn. I, I, there's so much to love about this. I mean, we can definitely talk about the writing. Nick Pizzolatto doing just a phenomenal job. So many lines that I wrote down. But just even seeing. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey doing a TV show, you know, and, and seeing them in this kind of style. Yeah. I mean, you'd never see them slow play characters in a movie. You have an hour and a half. Two thirds of a movie would be done by now yeah. if you right. see anything that McConaughey's done. He's got eight weeks to work on this. It's, it's beautiful. It's only eight weeks. And, and unlike a lot of the other procedural type shows that we do, and uh, and speaking of which, man, we we really picked up some messed up shows, don't we? <laughs> Seriously, there is not lighthearted yeah. for the likes yeah. of us. <laughs> no, there's not a time when we hang out when something awful has not been filmed. Yeah, <laughs> serial <laughs> killers, cults, all this kind right? of stuff. We need this a comedy. Is, yeah, yeah, we need a yeah. comedy. The, the light, the most lighthearted show we do is ha- is Blacklist. Yeah, that's the most lighthearted <laughs> show we do. And, but, and, and Blacklist, nobody gets killed in a weird, weird. Wo- no, that's not true. People oh, don't get killed in weird, yeah. weird ways. People get stabbed in the neck consistently, <laughs> and they get blacklist. cooked. They get the stew maker. Yeah, we do nothing good. We do nothing good. But anyway, it's so amazing to see that you know if this is going to be eight episodes, we're going to have resolution 
for the most part, at the end of this eight episode, we're going to say goodbye, unfortunately, to McConaughey and Harrelson. But this is it's an amazing precedent. I thought it was seven. I I've eight. read, I've read eight. Okay. What yeah. I'm really excited about with these actors, I, first of all, I keep forgetting that it's a television show mm-hmm. that I'm watching. It feels so, so. Cinematic. Cinematic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say film-tastic, but I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I like your word better. I like that word. What I'm super excited about is that I love these actors, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and I love what they do in in a shorter format. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do with these characters when they have eight hours to develop them. I, I'm just I, I'm already blown away, and I just can't even fathom where it's going to go. Well, hearing some uh, reading and hearing some interviews, with Matthew McConaughey, one of the reasons he, you know, took it just straight away was just you know. You know, writing and screen the writing like he yeah. didn't, it doesn't care he said I don't care if it's an hour a half hour 20, 24 hours 8 hours like I this is the kind of stuff that as an actor you lived for so there and we're way beyond I think the world of like I only do TV I only do movies I think TV is clearly you know even 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 uh, you know uh, network TV is making a comeback, but broad, you know, but cable TV, mm. broad, broadcast TV, I should say, cable TV is all, as always, I mean, over the last 10 plus years, have been doing a fantastic job with, you know, obviously Breaking Bad and Mad Men and Sopranos and Rock Empire and Game of Thrones and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, they've gotten ex- a little more attention actually than movies have these days. And so, uh, I think, I think actors just want to find something that is good because they're mm. going to get the notoriety. They're going to get, the the best writing and they've been saying you know, some of the best writers in television and um, I don't even see the distinction anymore really these days myself in terms of from a good piece like a nice acting piece I don't necessarily find a distinction between uh, uh, something that's on that's that's a film a theatrical release and a television show if it's a really engaging drama hmm. for me I don't know these these days but that's that's there's a lot to be said for that I mean there's yeah. so many different outlets and choices actors can make that sure. it's all starting to blend together. Good work on both on every outlet, every yeah. platform. Well, let's talk a little bit about like sort of the the, the show itself, and a little bit of background and kind of the structure of the show because it is sort of it is revolutionary in a lot of ways. We already talked about it being you know two giant movie stars doing a TV show, which is kind of a first. I mean, you, you know, you know, really two. I mean, we've had, you know, we we have a lot with one, and and look, HBO has a lot of big stars coming in Showtime as well, but two big stars. But what's interesting about the show is you know, like I said, we talked about um, Nick Nick Pizzolatto, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, an academic. Joe is, is an academic yep. as well as. An author, you know, an author, and he's a crime novelist, and um, he's a guy who um, his writing is so is so great, and it's, he's had a couple of books, but he, you know, his writing is so rich and so wonderful that people have been dying to sort of take him and translate his work to the big screen, or in this case, the small screen, and and so uh, he's been sort of a hot property, and so the fact that he wanted to develop this TV show that focuses on uh, the South. You know, at least which is where he's from and what he writes about, uh, Louisiana specifically. Uh, yeah. uh, people wanted to, to, you know, were jumping, jumping at it. And the fact that HBO snapped it up, that, uh, is great, but, uh, cause he's not a traditional showrunner. He's not a traditional, you know, mm. uh, you know, TV writer. He doesn't come up through the ranks of, he didn't, he didn't write on Cagney and Lacey or, you know, you know, the old guys. Uh, he's, you know. <laughs> and this <laughs> is probably why a network like HBO would take a chance on Take a on, chance on a guy like this. Yes. Yeah. And then also, this is an anthology series, which is something also very new. I mean, we see this with only, uh, American know, Horror American Story. American Horror Story, Horror right? Story. And the UK, they do it all the time with shows like Black Mirror, which is great, and, mm-hmm. and some other shows. But like, this is the first time, meaning this is a season we'll have with them, and the next season will be a whole new story with a whole new cast, 
and a whole new mystery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that idea. Yeah. So it's really we really got really little these little eight hour movies mm-hmm. that we have to looking forward to each to, looking forward to each season. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting thing about this is um, uh, the director also kind of a, a really new new kind of first time Carrie Fukun- Fukunawa. I'm so bad with these names. Uh, he is uh, Fukunaga. yeah Fukunaga. Kerry Fukunaga is uh, he's a young guy himself. He's only thirty six. He you know he's done, he did Jane Eyre, but before that he's you know uh, he hasn't really done much. But he's been highly highly sought after. Like he he was going to do direct this one script off the blacklist, not our show, the blacklist, but yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the blacklist. Uh, he has about three high profile. Uh, screenplays and things in development that he's going to direct, including The Magnificent Seven with Tom Cruise, uh, and he's a uh, he's 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 a hot property. So, but not but also unproven. So we have this kind of new first time visionary director with this new first time visionary writer. You have a really true auteur's medium. We have a guy whose words are are are, are basically going to be you know the Bible, if you will, and his words are, are what we're living by. And then we have this visionary guy who's going to come in and make. Every picture looked perfect, mm-hmm. and these the marriage together is something that I think we've never really seen before. I never really seen a collaboration like that, for in my opinion, because what I was looking at was beautiful. I mean, every shot was beautifully composed. The mood was perfect. The, the the texture was perfect, and the words I was listening to coming out of their mouths were like poetry. Yeah. So I think yeah, and I'm I'm you know I'm going on on raving, but I just really flipped out. And even the opening song, T Bone uh, Burnett. Mm-hmm. I got to look that up. That was T-Bone awesome. Burnett. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Like everything, top to bottom. So I mean I don't know I, I I'm, I'm freaking I'm really 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 excited about what what all that means for you know sort of television in general but also for this show specifically not only this season but seasons to come you know well we're gonna find out I, you know I think that there's for for a certain type of audience member like us we we love this kind of stuff yeah but we're gonna see if it if it ends up being popular with everybody else that's, that's that, a good point and that's gonna that's gonna kind of determine who does and does not do next season or whether next season happens so I mean I I hope that this catches on because it's such a neat idea. And and it's such a wonderful uh, it's such a wonderful process. They've got eight, like you said, an eight hour movie, nice slow pace. We're gonna get this guy, you know. But uh, but people if people could be like, this is boring. That, that's what I'm saying. Know? I hope people latch on, and 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 I think it was very compelling. And I think one of the things they did, uh, one of the things that they they set up in the structure, it really gave you that slow permanence that the South has. That just that mm-hmm. almost a slow permanent inevitability. But there's nothing really changing or happening, and it's 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 so almost in the rural South. Let's, let's call yeah, it the, the rural South. South. Yeah, okay. that's a fair. Yeah, Don't thank you, any, thank you. From the South, like thank you. That's <laughs> a very that's a very very good point because that's yeah. you know I I, I got out there a hotbed of Los Angeles. Well, well you know I, what I, the first time I was out there, I mean it was it was a wild experience. I had a sister that lived mm-hmm. in a town with fifteen thousand people. I mean in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean way out in the middle of nowhere. And it it is a different universe. It is a mm-hmm. different way of life. That is, it is so dramatically different. And and uh, I think they capture it in this. They yeah. capture it beautifully. This actually, I mean, you know, this this reminds me a lot of, you know, there's some obvious Hannibal comparisons there. You know, obviously with the first mm-hmm. the first murder was very you know visually reminiscent of Hannibal, but more so in structure too. I mean, we you know, um, the fact that you know. Uh, they use um, David Slade as a sort of a visual 
uh, and Hannibal, the, the director, and he mm-hmm. used yeah. him as a sort of a visual. Not only has he directed a couple of busted episodes, but he sets the visual tone of the entire show, uh, along with you know Brian Fuller's excellent writing and, and, and guidance. I think that show is a show that really speaks to the the you know Brian Fuller being the auteur and David Slade being the visionary guy and sort of coming together to make something really great. And I think that they this does a very similar thing, you know, like we talked about with Nick and and Carrie coming together to make something visually great and textually wonderful. Um, the last thing I'll say, and I'll harp on this, and I'll shut the hell up about it, is <laughs> it also uh, you see we saw the same thing with guys like uh, Cormac McCarthy. Who, who mm-hmm. just wrote The Counselor, and The Counselor did, you know, horribly at the box office, and not very many people saw it, but it is a very, very, very interesting film. It is wonderfully written, and it's interesting to see these guys who write this, these wonderful novels and these wonderful words be able to have actors play these words out on the screen, and I think that, you know, this it kind of reminds me of, uh, of, of Cormac McCarthy a little bit in, in those ways. That's all I have to say. I love it. Um, so that's what I think of the show. <laughs> that's it. Uh, good night, everybody. Well, we'll see you later. Nope. That's it. Um, uh, well, before we go on, we'll talk. We'll get to dive into the show itself and get into some of these characters. But I want to always thank you all for joining us on iTunes and downloading mm-hmm. us and finding us and listening to us. Uh, you all have been waiting for the show like we have. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you found it on iTunes and have downloaded it, and we are talking about it. Uh, for the last 15 minutes, we're going to get right into it as well. But thank you so much. Please rate us. Please rate us and, and tell us what you think of the show itself, uh, of this show you're listening to. Yeah, we're a new um, show, so we definitely need ratings. We got yeah. no ratings. No ratings, and it helps us out. It helps other people find the show as well mm-hmm. if you, if you, when you give us uh, some ratings, hopefully fives. And you can also check us out on YouTube if you're watching us right now on YouTube. Hello. Uh, and um, there you are. <laughs> hi. And hi over there. And also on AfterBuzz. TV.com. Yes. You can see us live streaming on AfterBuzzTV.com. If you catch us later in the week, you can catch us streaming, not streaming, but uh, recorded on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you can put comments there. We check out the comments. And and yeah, we read the ratings. Right. As well. So uh, let's talk about these characters. I mean, you know, let's talk about Hart, uh, Mr. Mr. Woody Harrelson. Um, Who's going to do that? Julia? Joe? Oh, sure. No, I don't know. I can't remember. Joe. Well, well, we can start here and we'll move around. All right. Um, I think we've set up both these characters as two completely different archetypes. Um, you've got, you've got a broken guy and you've got a a guy who's doing everything as quote unquote right. You know, he's got the two little girls, he's Mm -hmm. got the, the beautiful wife and he's got the nice house and he feels bad for his partner the way he's living in a one bedroom apartment. And, you know, you, you get the impression that, that, and this is, you know, obviously with hindsight, you got this, this interview process going on 19 years later. Um, you know, looking or 17 years later, I think in the storyline, right? Because yeah. we're right. 2011. Yeah. 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so you got this 17 years back and forth, but it's very clear from both sides of the character, 17 years later and the, and and in 1995, that you know you've got a guy who really is concerned about being doing everything right, being healthy, doing the right things. You know, he's he's saying at one point or another, I think he says, you know, in, uh, his modern guy, his 2011 guy, says, you know, I I don't hold grudges because that's what leads to cancer. You know, and it, once you retire, you got to stay busy, you got to keep going. You know, otherwise, you know, these guys, they're dead in 10 years. So he's really concerned about doing everything right. And um, and at the same time, you know, obviously, he's he's got a girl on the side who's he's deposing. Well, in, in a, 
See, slow down. We don't, we don't know for a fact that he has a girl on the side. You want to put some money on this? <laughs> <laughs> you want to put a chapter in that book I on mean, jumping right. to conclusions? So you want yeah, to no, all right. Is there, is there <laughs> a chapter in that? That's, that's the first uh, thing you're going to go to is a girl on the side. I'll just say, no, 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 no. We all thought it. It was pretty, it seemed but pretty obvious. Here's what's important to me is that we, we're, we're, we're setting up these guys. And so let's let, you know, the, the full picture of the guys, he's, he's, all appearances are correct. Yes. But, and, and, and obviously he's building the right picture and, and his, his Christmas card looks just right. Sure. But, uh, you know, obviously it's not all, all, all peaches and cream. It's nothing's perfect. And, and, uh, it's interesting to me watching it. There's that scene where he came home and, and his, his daughters are asleep and, and then, you know, he's, he passes out on the chair. It, it's interesting to see, you know, Woody Harrelson kind of, his character seems to me like he's become a pillar of a society. I mean, you just really felt like he was doing a job and the job mm-hmm. became him. And he's not living at home with his kids, really. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's working that, that many hours. So his girls are asleep when he comes home and he passes out in the chair and he wakes up and he goes. And, you know, you're, you're, you almost become a job. And it's interesting. He's kind of a company man. Yeah. That's definitely a great way to put it. Company man. Company man. And he's a fun guy. He knows how to talk to people. He definitely knows how to, he's good with authority. So he knows his place. He, he, Puts in the occasional joke. I loved his line. I'm just a, I'm just a big ass guy. Uh, what was that line? I have uh, a regular ass dude, regular with, a ass dude ass. with a big ass dick. There you go. Yes. Just love that line. You know, very disarming. You yeah, know, the kind of guy you want to just have drinks with and want to hang out with. Very social. I think right. it must be hard to be anything but a company man in a town like that. Whereas they're definitely painting McConaughey as the outsider, as yeah. the stranger. Sure. Hmm. Well, I think also being part of a company man, as we're seeing, is not only you know falling in line. Uh, from the police department standpoint, but also the un- unwritten things like the Bible Belt, like what it's like to work in the Bible Belt where the governor's brother is the, the preacher who has the power to come in and do a task force on anti-Christian crime. Absolutely. You know, like, which is like, and everyone's like, mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, makes sense. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, ooh. So, you know, and it, it's very difficult to kind of put in context uh, when you don't live in that. You know, because you live you live in a big city. If you don't go to church, that doesn't mean much. That means you don't go to church. But you have all kinds of other communities you can belong to. Sure. But if you live in a tiny town and you're not going to church, you're not part of the community. That's mm-hmm. a. I mean that that's something we don't we don't really deal with. That it's not just church in general. There's there's multiple churches and there's also black churches and there's white yeah the black church and there's the white church and there's mm-hmm. the Baptist. But you got to belong to somebody. Sure. Yeah. And that's why even in that conversation in the car where you know. uh Harrelson, you know, Woody's Harrelson's like heart, I should say, was like, so are you a Christian? I don't understand. Like, you know, hmm. he's like, are you a man of faith? Or I mean, he really couldn't, re- he couldn't wrap his head around a guy who had no faith living in Louisiana. Like, he's really like, so you wow, don't what? believe in God? Yeah. Yeah. And do you we know, know how, how uh, Cole got there yet? Why he's there? He came from a spaceship. Okay, there it is. Thank you. Mr. The Missoul. alien connection, ladies and gentlemen. I'm certain of that. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like, it seems like, uh, you know, Hart is the kind of guy who's lived there his whole life and he got this job and for whatever reason, we don't know exactly how, maybe family, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, just a passion. And he has a very limited view based on the interactions that he has and the interactions that he aligns himself to. And we should say the job is, is, is detective, which is, which is they work for CID, which is the criminal investigation division. Yes. You know, so it's very specific. So very prestigious within and not just some stadies, you know, walking around with big brim hats. No, it's not like an Andy Griffith you know, show, not some, you know, <laughs> these, these guys are, you know, these guys are actual detectives <laughs> doing, doing the thing. Um, but it's still very limited in scope as sure. to what he's seen and what he's experienced. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, but the, there was, go ahead. Uh, there was a great shot of him when when uh, when the uh, when the, the preacher came in and I can't remember his name, um, 
and 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 he's glad they're kind of glad handing and everybody's shaking hands and he's beaming because he's 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 in front of the governor's brother and there's the he's just got that big grin right. and he's just yeah I'm do, doing it right doing it right and yeah. you just you really felt that here's a, this guy really believes in the system it's not just that he's a part of it he believes sure. in it yeah sure. and and he, he believes in it with eyes eyes open I think he knows kind of what it is for real I didn't get the vibe that he was some sort of uh, you know. Uh, Rube, he really be- he understands it, mm-hmm. but we, he believes in it. We know now that he has a uh, even if it's uneasy, even if they've have a, had a falling out, uh, which I'll get to in a second. That he has a respect for 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 Cole. I mean, respect for the tax man and his his method. I mean, the guy is a good detective, and I guess what I like is we get to see you know the benefit of having these two parallel storylines going at the same time is uh, we get to see. Uh, the formation of their relationship and then the aftermath of their relationship, it'll be interesting to find out if we find out a little bit of what happened in the middle. But but we get to see, you know, Woody turning around on this guy like this guy's a really good detective. He, you know, it's really finding finding out his methodology along the way early on and getting an uneasy respect from McConaughey along the way, which I thought was cool. He refers to him a lot as smart. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and I, th- I think he has nothing but respect for him. Yeah. I think, I think he, he said scares to his him wife, a little bit. He said to his wife, he's a good detective. He has the talent to be a good detective, but he's uppity. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought says a lot. Yeah. And we should say, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we're, we're 22 minutes in, but the yes. show takes place in Louisiana. Two Two separate timelines, mm. 17 years apart, uh, 1995 and 2012. Um, you know, the, the, these men have stopped talking in 2002, mm-hmm. so it's been 10 years since they've even spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, McConaughey is now, looks like a sort of a broken down man. Uh, Woody Harrelson seems to be doing okay as a detective, but he not se- in the game seems anymore. to be in the same, he seems to be at least in the same location. Same well, location. he's retired. He's re- but he's retired. He's retired. Well, he's, 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 he's working as a PI. Yeah. He's, yeah. Doing, he's doing it, uh, but he's doing the interroga- the interview over at the office. Right. Whereas McConaughey's doing it someplace. I think he's in Texas. It sounds like uh, I think in the, in the graphic in the beginning, I wrote Texas. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. back in Texas, and he looks incredibly disheveled, and obviously just he's gone through it's something. A different man. Yeah. yeah, very different man. Changed. But the other thing about uh, Woody's character, which I loved, is he's he very much comes off as sort of a man of few words, and those words are uh, all fantastic. You know, like, <laughs> you know, he a lot of like, how's that? You know, did you get that one from your book? And he seems to be always have like some dip in his mouth, and it's just a very cool Southern, you know, man of few words performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, against against McConaughey's man of fewer words performance. You know, you know, it's interesting. I know we mentioned very, very briefly the rift, whatever that may be, and I know we'll get more into that. Uh, I'm sure through this podcast and through the the entire series, but. In the two interviews that we've seen 12 years apart with Harrelson or Woody when he's still – when he's talking about McConaughey when he first meets him, says he's smart. He, he refers to him with nothing but respect. You get the same kind of speech 12 years later mm-hmm. when he's talking about McConaughey's character. 17 calls him, 17, I'm sorry. Calls mm-hmm. him smart. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And again, it's just nothing but respect, respect. and and almost maybe a, a bit of admiration for him. Yeah, which which makes me – Wonder about what happened there. Yes. I, I already have my. I, already, I, I, already have have I don't know if it's. Ad, I'm not sure 100 if it's admiration. I think he's just being polite because right. it's that southern gentleman. He's being polite. I think there's more to it. Maybe not admiration, but I think there's more to it. Well, do we okay. think? I mean, so let's let's you know, uh, Joe. You touched on this, and, we, and you guys can all ask, answer this. But like, do we think? Obviously, there's more to Woody's character that means that meets the eye, right? We 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 see this guy, like you said, he seems to be the family man and the the guy and the guy who plays by the book. But uh, and then we see him 17 years later. He seems to be pretty well adjusted, and things seem to be fine. But I get the feeling that. Something's going to happen along the way to this man, or there's more to him. There's back more. To, there. I think I agree. There's with you. way more back yeah. there. 
Um, and and so uh, that that to me is just interesting. I mean, I might think. Well, no, one of the things he was he was breaking down at one point, like the different kinds of detectives that there are, and it, basically it seemed like it broke down into two categories: the guys that get along and the guys that don't get along. Yeah. And I think that that he very much understands that the system requires you to get along, mm-hmm. and so he gets along. And and I think he's the kind of guy, you know, and 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 we we know guys like this, and and I I I think it's a pretty standard thing. Like you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. I've got it all laid out, and it's in a package, and this is my life. But I got other things I'm into, and uh, that's really none of your business. And as long as I get along with everybody, don't worry, leave me alone. You don't pick your parents. You don't pick your partner. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and you know I, I loved his uh, uh, before we get on to get on to Cole. Uh, I love uh, the way he described him when he said, you know, he'd pick a scout. F- he'd pick a fight with the sky if he didn't like the shade of blue. He didn't like, the- <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, all those, all that, all that stuff was really just great writing and and, and cool stuff. And I love all this 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 sort of southern poetry. I keep calling it, but um, I don't know. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's Woody. Hmm. Any, anything else on him? <laughs> no, I think I think you got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about McConaughey, Mr. Cole? I would love to discuss the, him a little bit. Talk he is it. the very Get interesting, it. the more interesting Get character it. out of Get the two. Not, so far, so far. Not to say, not to say, uh, not to say Hart isn't interesting, but he definitely, you know, he reminds me in a way, uh, I'm going to call him Rust, because that's what, that's what he referred okay. him to, Rust. Rust reminds me a little bit of Rust. Will Graham from Hannibal. With that that psychotic mind, the way he's a thinking yeah, a little bit, yeah, I can he definitely see that. the way he processes. I mean, we don't get to see the the um, me- mechanics that we see in Hannibal for him processing, but he is incredibly educated, incredibly smart, socially awkward, incredibly socially. In- well, I'll go as far as say socially inept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really interesting to see a look into his into his apartment. And see all those books. The first book that caught my eye, we didn't really freeze it, it said Sex Crimes, right there. Mm-hmm. You know, coffee book reading table uh, <laughs> material. And, uh, and I, loved what, uh, I loved what Hart said, that uh, a man of very few words, unless you wanted him to shut the hell up. And we got to see that in that really awesome car scene <laughs> yeah. where we get to literally hear, I, I really feel we, we're hearing Rust's, uh, Rust's uh, inner monologue coming out. And yeah. it's a very odd one. I I picture this man. He comes from Texas. I, I read up a little bit on it. He comes from Texas, and uh, and then he's he's here on the force in Louisiana. But he he has the grit of, in my opinion, maybe because I'm a city guy. He has the grit of a city detective. The way he's cultured, you know, he he seems Careful. to know a lot. Well, cultured in the sense of uh, sense of what he what he uh, what he attracts or what he um, what he listens to, what he pays attention to. You know, he's not a Christian. He's a he's a realist or or a, or in philosophical terms a pessimist as he likes to call it. So he definitely bucks the system. He seems to come more from uh, from a more urban type of setting. Or uh, and and I think it also one thing that we're learning about him too is he has a past. He was sharing to uh, to Cole's wife, by the way, played by Michelle Monaghan, another movie actress, another mm-hmm. phenomenal actress. Yeah. She's great. And uh, and he he he's mentioned he mentioned the death of uh, of a daughter. And that his marriage uh, folded shortly after that. So there's definitely a, a very dark past in history with him that probably is the catalyst to why he is so odd and and torment. He seems very tormented too. We he seems very um in in the younger version of of Rust, uh, the 1995 version. Yeah. Um, he's very almost philosophical mm-hmm. in the way he he views the town, the way he mm-hmm. views himself. Yeah. Uh, he, and and reflective, mm-hmm. I believe, and he seems to have lost some of that in the seventeen year future oh. rust. Uh, I did like one moment that he said when he was in the car uh, talking to to uh, 
heart. Uh, he, he said it took me something along the lines of how long it took him to recognize his true nature hmm. and that he won't. I'm not going to change it for you. Yeah. So he's he's pretty blunt as well. He mm-hmm. doesn't really he's not really scared of shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> like socially socially inept in a way, yeah. and, and also an alcoholic. Uh, right. Because he keeps away. And one thing, you know, that, that Hart said that I thought was really, really funny about Rust, he said, at a certain time, a man without a family can be a bad thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting considering we found out that he was married Did and had a family. daughter and lost them both. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting? One of the things I think is interesting is the way they're using the uh, the flashback. A lot of the time the device is used to show, uh, you know, like here's what they were like before something bad happened. Yeah. And here's what they're like now that something's bad happened. Well, it's just brilliantly constructed. But this is different. They're going to go, okay, here's what happened before. Before, but something bad had already happened, and here's how this character was dealing with it. And and I think it's interesting to me that McConaughey, at, I, I think 17 years ago, seemed to me that he was a guy fighting himself more than he is now. I feel like the guy he is now, the guy, the, the 2011 version or 2012, the guy doing the interview, yeah. he seems to me like he's gone, you know what, screw that. I, I didn't drink. I fought myself. I pretended to be something. I pretended to stay in this deal. Screw it. It's my day off. I'm drinking from noon on. Yeah. And you're going to go get me the beer and you're going to do it now. Yeah. Well, and, go ahead. And, and I think it's, it, to me it's interesting. Obviously his, his daughter, uh, not obviously, I believe his daughter was killed. Her, her birthday was the day that the girl was, that, the, uh, that they found that body. So it was mm-hmm. his daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it, I think when you take enough away from a person, you reduce them down to, to, to you know, who you are at your core and you, you allow them to philosophically examine everything from that place. You know, he comes up with humans, humans uh, are, we are an evolutionary misstep. Our consciousness is an evolutionary mistake. Hmm. And, and, you know, if you can get to the place mentally where you're contemplating Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, deciding to allow your own crucifixion and your next step from that is to go, okay, human evolution and our consciousness is, an, is, is a mistake and we should all just kill ourselves as a crew. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That, you know? It's a deep place. I, you know, I, I think you're, first of all, I think you're just spot on. That's, mm. that's the best analysis you've ever had in your entire career. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> no, no, that, you're spot on on that. I, I, I love all it's all that. downhill from here. It's all right? downhill from it's here. It's all no. downhill from here. But, um, I, I totally agree with all that. But I, even, even more so, I think that, you know, you know, we see him now as a guy who, like I said early on, he was a guy who was struggling and, um, and, and sort of trying to hold together and also something that... Something and almost conform. Almost I just conform, want to say conform. After something bad, you know, bad shit already happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like we already lost his daughter. He referenced his daughter's birthday. We, we know we lost his daughter. This guy was bad and struggling. The guy we see in 2012 is a guy, you're right, Joe, who's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. You know what? <laughs> this, is, this is how it is. I'm going to grow my hair long. I'm going to have some beer. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, this case. Yeah, I already know about that case. So let's talk about the case. Whatever. Yeah. Like, ask the right questions. Like, he is a guy in, who's, you know, who is sort of like, you know, the personification of what the guy in, in 95 was talking about. In other words, when he, when he was having those conversations about, those philosophical conversations about, you know, uh, uh, you know, meditating and, and, and Eden and all those other things, this guy, and, and not being able to have the, 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 the guts to actually pull, go through with the suicide, and so that's why he's here. Um, this guy is, he's a, he's a living personification of that. He's like, well, I'm not going to commit suicide. I'm here in this, uh, big one, like you called Earth, uh, one giant ghetto, uh, giant gutter in outer space, you know? <laughs> I'm here in this giant gutter in outer space. Might as well have a beer and wait, wait for it to be over. Like, that's the guy in 2012, and it's just a fascinating character. Still, not any less brilliant, I'm sure. Most I'm sure we'll see that, um, you know, as this mystery unfolds. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great. And he also did, you know, they, they did two really funny things. They did the, 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 the old, age old movie trope take 
of the you can't smoke in here, which you know you see them a thousand times, but I you know they, I like the way their spin they put on it, which is really a good bit, uh, and the whole beer bit, like you said, that was mm-hmm. this, this, him blowing the uh, the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just I start drinking on Thursday. It's my day off. I start drinking at noon. You don't yeah. get to take that away. Great, great writing, of course, but then great performance. McConaughey yeah. is just killing the game, man. Yeah. This guy is Dude, like, I remember a few years ago, people talk trash. Oh, he's just too pretty. He's never going to do anything interesting. Like, oh, come on. He's, he's turning it, flipping it over I, like a maniac. I've do from mud to, oh. to oh, Dallas Buyers. Yeah. God, I know. It's a little dilemma for you between this between uh, between McConaughey and Will Graham and Hannibal. I don't know oh, I'll, who I'll wins. Always go McConaughey. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm sorry, guys. Shots I had fired. Shots fired. Poor fancy dancy, fancy fancy dancy. Oh, you know I love you, Hugh. I do. But, oh, Hugh but, but McConaughey's picture was on my wall when I was a teenager. Right. Well, all right, all right, this, all right. This all runs right. deep. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> this, this runs deep. My love of McConaughey. My, my wall too. Actually, wish Joe was lying, but he's not. But he's not. But anyway, yeah. So it, it, he's a broken guy. Uh, it, it, it's it's really interesting to see. We, we've got. Um, I don't want to dip right into the case briefly. Yeah, we yeah, haven't touched it. Yeah. You know, um, but I just that's what's so amazing about this—the character study alone. The, well, that's that's kind of what we did. In yeah. This, and then our recap is kind of what the show did, which is really focused on the characters, and we're going to be able to unravel this case. But I do want to touch on it briefly because we have essentially two cases now. We find out going on simultaneously. We're going to be able to see them solve this case, which we know they do solve, or maybe they don't. Or maybe they don't, you yeah. know, Well, apparently, uh, yeah. You know, they do, they, they're going to see them go through the motions of solving, procedurally solving this case in 95, and then we'll also simultaneously, I'm sure we're going to find out the story of what's happening in 2012, which is a new case. So I love the storytelling already, and uh, I'm just excited to see how they unravel that in the next seven hours, you know, uh, still while telling the story. And I'm also curious if, if they're going to let us know what happened in between. You know what happened? What happened from two thousand two thousand? Well, what happened in two thousand three when they stopped yeah. talking? Or two thousand two? Whenever? Well, I, I've got a theory. I don't know, Julia. Do you want to give your theory? Or do you want to give my theory? Of you... uh, the rift? Yeah, the rift. Now? Well, we'll say, we'll say it for predictions. Maybe, maybe. Right. I'm still working it through in my head All as right. we as we talk this through. I mean, we just watched it, so I'm okay. I'm going to drop s- that as my prediction now. So we'll we'll see. Oh. Anyway. I was going to be really proud of myself, too, because I was going to predict that his daughter was dead, and then he oh, just yeah. let that go. Yeah, was, uh, that, that seems like pretty, pretty, pretty tough. <sighs> Notoriously now. bad at predictions. Oh. So do we think this – well, I mean, let's, let's have some questions here. anxiety. <laughs> uh, before we get out, like, do, do, so do we think these killers are related? And they're, one of the things we're obviously sort of setting up to put in our mind is maybe Matthew McConaughey is a killer. Maybe he's the bad guy. Well, clearly. I mean, do we do we think do any of us here think that's a possibility? Sure, it's a possibility, but I think it's a little too obvious. I don't I don't think it is. No, no, Joe. But I think uh, that's what they're alluding to. Yeah, I think that at least at least we're, we're it, it, it's a very very slight red herring. I don't, sure. I, it doesn't feel like they're like going all that deep with it either. No, well, like that's, uh, that's clear, but that's clearly why they they they're investigating yes. McConaughey because they they, they they think he's a hmm. a suspect of some kind, and that's why they're kind of they're asking Woody Harrelson about. McConaughey, like, what he's like, why are you asking me about dinner? Why are you asking me about this guy in the car? Like, what about this case? Yeah. Right. You know, what else is going on here? So they're clearly investigating McConaughey. Uh, yeah. And then it's, um, I don't know, man. I, 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 to be honest with this one, the way they're on, un- the way they're unpacking it, the way they're, they're breaking it out, I, I almost don't want to think in those terms. I just want to be surprised. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I don't want to see the magician. I don't want to look up his sleeve. I want to, I want to just have this one unpacked slow on me. I, I don't know. I want to enjoy it. I want to savor it. 
Yeah. Like that cigar. It's like the uh, – well, it's one of the, one of the tenets of a, of a great mystery. When you're, when you're reading a good mystery, you don't want to, like, flip to the back and right. start reading or, like, jump in the middle or jump online and see what's happening. You just want to read the book. And so that's what I love about this is they've sort of created that same feeling here, you know. Um, well, I think we got ourselves a, a show in our hands. I think so. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, a show. Right, should, we, should we briefly? I mean, very, very. Do we have no. a second? Should we talk about this? The the, the murders. Yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we've got a prostitute, very clearly, twenty eight years old, right? Yeah. Yep. And she uh, she's been she's been uh, hung, not hung by her neck, but she was strangled. She was uh, she was bound upright. She was tortured, um, and then she was uh, she was stabbed repeatedly, cleaned, eventually strangled, and then moved. Horrible. Horrible. Mm. And then the crown was placed on her head and she was put in uh, she, in what McConaughey's character describes as a fantasy uh, enactment, ritual, fetishiza- fetish- fetishization. 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 Easy for you to say. Iconogra- uh, Icono- iconography. Yes. Um, it's, and, it's visual attachment of physical lust to yes. fantasies and practices forbidden by society. That was his description Oof. of the, yeah, the that's, positioning. That's a mouthful. Which was, yeah. That was deep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a lot. That's so. So that's, right now they're canvassing, and we're trying to find out who uh, who knew who who knew who when. And then we did find one. So and just to just to wrap this up, we did find a little piece of uh, the devil trap. The devil. The devil's, devil's nest. nest. Devil's nest. It devil's trap. trap. Well, devil's trap. Call it the devil's trap. That's the yeah. other case. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. So the that, ninety-five. That's, that's the, the 95. second case we're discussing as In well. Ninety-five. They're In both. 95. Ni- or, well, you have the one that was five years. Earlier, when when we found this, the oh, right, right which would be the ninety, I guess. That the was nineteen ninety. The ten year old girl who went right. missing presumably right. went with her yeah. estranged right. father. Right, but, right, 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 right. So that's where we found the devil's nest. And that's how we're connecting these two but, slowly. But but let's let's not forget that um, we have some some big guys that have shown up around here to look into some things with their anti Christian you know anti Christian uh, task force thing that might happen. And then keep in mind uh, with that five year old thing, it was a one page file. Girl goes missing. One page file assumed went with dad. That's all we looked into. Yeah. Somebody else was the sheriff. I don't know what happened. You think, you think the uh, the Christian people are involved? I'm just saying. Right. One page file. We also have file. to throw okay. in there um, the quick mention of the cats that were being nailed to the the door in, of the inside church. Out. Inside out cats. Yeah, that's nailed yucky. to the door of the church. I think since we're since we're alluding to dealing with satanic rituals, things satanic uh, things like that. Mm. Um, that that's that's pretty symbolic. And can I say this all adds to the fact that this is in Louisiana? I, oh, it's not yeah. in New Orleans, and I think a lot of people associate more of the the occult type stuff with New Orleans. Kind but of this is rural, yeah. But this is more rural Louisiana. But let's not escape from that. That this is really interesting. The fact that where the location they're at, it's not just the South. It's Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Where where in different in, in New Orleans, I would say. I, I would, maybe I'm generalizing it, but no. you know, you, you kind of deal with some it's, weird it's, stuff it's like the, that. It's the ruralest of the rural South, is yeah. Louisiana. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's no joke. Yeah, you know? it's hot and muggy and uh, racially divided, and, mm. and a lot of stuff happening. And absolutely, yeah, a lot of prisons. Mm. Uh, let's, predictions. Yes. Very quickly. There. Oh my God! This is happening. Yeah, Do it. I'm going to break all rules and go first. Do it. Wow. Oh. I'm going to say, my, 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 I, I, I predict that uh, the rift is uh, McConaughey gets together with uh, Monaghan. Uh, I think that the, mm. the, the they get together. There was a connection. There was yeah, a connection they, they there. Had a, they had a moment. Woody's clearly having an affair, as we saw. Yeah, Hart's having an affair. Um, and uh, they had a moment, and I think that that's what happened there. Go, Julia. Nah. Oh, anxiety. Okay, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna predict a little something about our man Woody, our man, uh, what's his name? Hart. Hart. Martin Hart. I 
think maybe has something to do with the murders. Uh oh. You know, I'm, I'm right. saying they're, okay. they're giving him a little bit of a, yeah. a hint of there's something more going on right. than that. that that company man, as we yeah. described him, like and it. they're setting him up as very, um, yeah. very affable and very likable. Sure. So he, we're seeing that there's perhaps a dark side, and he's going really far out of his way. I feel like to, uh, I don't know, to like McConaughey, to oh, to true. to butter him up a little bit to everyone else. Like, so maybe McConaughey knows too. I like that prediction, Joe. Guy has a guy has a fling with a with with a deposition <laughs> girl, and all of a sudden he's a murderer. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that the uh, that the, uh, the 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 super Christian guy that came in, uh, the cousin of the I'm sorry, the, the brother of the mayor, the, the governor. I beg your pardon. I think that this anti Christian thing is going to be a big issue for McConaughey, and I think that uh, the uh, the super Christian guy is going to have something to do with the murders. Good. Okay. Yeah. I I like both your predictions. I actually was I had a hand in both of those, uh, an idea about both of those. But I do definitely think that uh, Harrelson's character, Martin Hart, is hiding something. Mm-hmm. Is definitely hiding. He's just too clean cut. Okay. And uh, and I also think that I agree. I almost want to say that that police officer, the the governor's brother, may have a dark past himself. Because when you're that strong, I feel when you're that strong on that on the side of Christian, you probably something are, bad happened. Yeah, you're probably hiding something too. So I think right. those are two characters to definitely look at. I love it all, Nando. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel and uh, with the rest of us on the blacklist. And we got a couple of shows coming up mm-hmm. back on uh, mm-hmm. 2014. The following yep. and oh god, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Julia, where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Also on Instagram, and you can find me here with these suckas for, uh, for what are we have Blacklist, Blacklist, and we have uh, Hannibal. Hannibal coming back February 28th, and here for True Detective. Yes, Joe Woo. Uh You can find me on the interwebs at, uh, at San, uh, josephsanfilippo.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Joe Flippo, and here with all the fun stuff that we do. How about you, Braswell? Where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell. Also on Instagram at Joe Braswell. Here doing a bunch of shows you guys just mentioned. Also on our sister network, BHL Black Hollywood Live, doing a show called Geek Nerd Tech. I do a tech show. Geek Nerd Tech. Check it out. Uh, that's all we got. True Detective. It's our first show. We love it. First show of the year. We love that too. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you for following us. If if you followed us from other shows the year, uh, we'll hopefully won't disappoint you. Please rate us and we'll (laughs) see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. Buzz. See you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.